RNZ National. It's uh, time for Critter of the Week. And Nicola Tuki joins me for the first time in 2024. She's the CEO of Forest and Bird. Hi, Nick. Yoda, how are you? Good. She practices what she preaches because she just sent me a picture of herself holding a dead possum by the tail. <laughs> some people send selfies. Some people send possum snuff photos. Yeah, um, yeah. Less, less, tra- yeah but- less chance of getting in trouble with uh, HR um, this way. I Well, I, we did a trade because I sent you a video of the, the giant centipede we found in our kitchen, which was very exciting for all of us. Um, yes. Although I ran into Rude Climpass, he said he almost um, he, he got put out of action by a centipede bite, so I probably would have treated it a bit more carefully if I'd known it was dangerous. Yeah, um, wouldn't wanna, you don't want to cross one of them in a dark alley, that's yeah, for sure. I didn't realise it was in your kitchen. Crazy things, eh? Yeah. Um, but tell me about the possum. Well, I think um, I've had several friends recommend to me that uh, I should get uh, one of those self-resetting uh, New Zealand auto traps, an AT220. Um, I think you were one of them. And so um, I we got one of those, put it in, a few days later, went back and had a look, and I could see that the possum had been in there because it was a bit of very gingery possum fur <laughs> kind of around. Yeah. I couldn't find it for, for anywhere. And then um, Chris and Hunter went for a walk later and Hunter very excitedly came roaring up to me to tell me that they'd found it a little bit further down the track. So either he'd fallen out and somehow kind of very unhappily kind of staggered a few paces or or uh, he'd been dragged. But it was quite fresh. So I decided I would pluck it. But come um, on. Are you serious? <laughs> well, there's good money to be made. I am not a possum, possum plucker. I'm a possum plucker's son. And well, I keep I'm on possum, plucking possums. Possum- uh, until the possum plucking's done. Yeah. I am a possum plucker's granddaughter, as it happens. So um, my grandfather was a, a possumer for a really long time oh. and then did um, possum control for the Animal Health Board like well into his 70s. Uh, and he had a bag uh, out the back, which he used basically as his pin money because my nana at the time wouldn't let him have any of her money. And so he would just keep contributing to this big sack of possum fur and then take it in to, from time to time. And I did notice, living in a rural environment, in my local paper recently, uh, that possum fur is um, doing all right again per kilo. Really? So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, why not? Um, but it's interesting because you you have to, to be able to pluck the fur um, effectively. They've got to be really fresh so you couldn't go and do it like days after it died. That's too hard to pull out in mm. the first, not as um, not as good. So there you go. That's my top hints uh, for possum plucking at this point. Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty though, gruesome. It? Is it gruesome? No. And look, to be honest, I am a bit of a soft touch. So, you know, I'm obviously I like to do a bit of hunting. Um and um pest control, but I always have a wee I have a wee moment. I said sorry, mate. And then um I don't want to waste waste the animal, yeah. you know, if there's some good use to be um made of it. Um interestingly, Hunter went, Well, mum, one down, a million to go. Mm, uh, I know, and I think he's so many out aim. by he's out by some tens of millions, but um it, it's nice to be able to just, you know, be contributing to the health of, of an ecosystem yeah. by taking out those pests. Great. Um well Awesome to have you back for 2024, and you've got a bit of a crowd favourite for our first critter of the year. Yes, because I think 2024 should is is 
should be, I want it to be, a super, superb year yeah. for us all. Yeah. Uh, so what better way to start then uh, by focusing on the superb giant land snail or Poalifanta mm. superba. Um, it's probably one of my favourites of the 1,400 uh, land, and, land snails and slugs we have in New Zealand uh, in terms of species. We don't have 1,400 different species of snails and slugs, surely. We certainly do, and uh, again, I know it's a bit like the 100% pure marketing strategy for tourism. I know we, as nature people, we call New Zealand the land of birds, but really, is it? Is it not the land of snails? Because there, there are more than 40,000 land snails found in the world, and we have quite a significant number of those species right here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Paoli Fanta are one of my favourite types of snail as snails go I, i'm going to be honest here I'm not such a fan of slugs but i do like mm. a snail i don't know what that is about yeah, but um they are and this one in particular it's when you hold one it's like having a hamburger in your hand that's the size we're talking about in terms of how superb the superba is so you know it weighs about the same as a bar of soap or uh, a tui, if you just happen to grab a tui passing by. Um, and by that I mean the bird and not the bear. It weighs uh, as much and... as a tui. Yeah. Yeah. T- they are incredible creatures. And so, you know, you and I have talked often about the fact that New Zealand's sort of wildlife, if you're not a, a nature nerd such as ourselves, gets a bit of a, a sort of bum rap um, with respect to, oh, it doesn't have the charismatic megafauna and there's no lions, tigers and bears. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me talk to you about this because this carnivore, uh, and yes, it is a carnivore, Mm. it is not a lettuce-scraping snail that you might be flicking out of your garden and over your neighbour's fence. Um, (laughs) uh, It's probably one of the coolest predators I've ever learned about uh, and and had the um, opportunity to see in real life. So... Um, they are massive. Like I say, they can weigh in at 90 grams or over nine centimetres across. So I'm, I'm sure you're doing the thumb and fourth finger thing right now. I am. Roughly how long? Across, you mean length? <laughs> nine centimetres in length? In diameter. What? Yeah. Yeah. The That's shell? The diam- yeah, the shell. Nine centimetres. Yeah. That's like a tennis like ball. Or a hamburger, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they have these incredible patterns of swirls and whorls of just amazing colours that are often caramelly or dark chocolatey. You're a foodie, you'll like this. And then occasionally you get like a white one, which is, which is just incredible as well. And uh, they actually tell a story about the carbon in the soil and the various pigments that are found there. On the topic of shells, they are very beautiful, but all of these snails and all bits of the snails are protected under the Wildlife Act, so you're not allowed to pick them up and take them home. Um, can, can be, it, um, would now be a good time to point people to the website and to shout out to the photographer who's taken that beautiful photo of the Palophantus superba for us? I think that would be a great opportunity. So, um, yes, have a look um, 
in your working or holidaying day um, at the beautiful photo that Kath Walker has taken. Kath is the guru of native snails in New Zealand. Really? What she doesn't know about snails here in New Zealand isn't worth knowing. And I don't know if you saw her, um, but she's also an Antipodes um, albatross expert. So her and her partner, Graham, go down to the Subantarctics every year and look after Antipodean <laughs> albatross well, on the side. But yeah. her, her main her main kind of jam is snails and um she has studied them for years and, like I say, is an absolute guru for mm. them. Um, and so, so for example, the kinds of things we know about these snails, that like much of our wildlife, they're mostly not nocturnal. They they need really moist, damp habitats. And the, these ones are found um Kahurangi, so top, um, top left-hand corner of the South Island, so that Nelson Westland yeah, yeah. region. Um, many snails actually found in the West Coast region, probably because of the moisture. And if you're on the West Coast, I know you've been dealing with a fair bit of moisture lately. I hope everyone's all right over there. Um, and the, the probably the most famous story um, involving Paolifanta snails uh, on the West Coast is uh, the ones that are now consigned to life in the fridge. Life in the fridge exists if you oh, are a Paolifanta yeah, yeah. Augustus snail, um, which were proven to be a separate species after Mount Augusta became a giant hole in the ground that we now know as the Stockton Mine. Um, and unfortunately for those particular snails, which is kind of from a, a, a kind of genetic perspective, what's fascinating and a taxonomic perspective, what's fascinating about our snail uh, genus here in New Zealand is um, they've carved out these niche habitats, right? Mm. So the, the poor old Mount Augusta snail, which is a cousin to the Superba, just happened to need to live on coal-rich seams. So in habitats where there was real high, um, you know, kind of ah. proportions of, of coal in the landscape, which, of course, we like as well. Um, and so we dug up a mountain and made a, a giant hole in the ground and turned out that was the only place these poor things um, could actually exist in. At the moment, they live in a fridge where we've learned lots and lots and lots and lots about them. Uh, over those years, but I think it is a stark reminder to us that there are significant and, and irreversible consequences to some of these short-term decisions that we make. You, I will you, climb down off my high horse at this point. No, that's and okay. <laughs> and you will have reminded lots of people, like you reminded me of the, the didn't someone at Doc accidentally leave the fridge unplugged? Yeah. Bad times. Right. Bad times. Bad times. They're actually doing okay now. Um, but but to give you an idea, and I've been to the fridge and, and met the rangers involved in looking after those <laughs> snails and just incredible dedicated people looking after something that is, you know, just sort of lost in time at the moment. Um, but um, all Poali Fanta snails lay eggs. And for the um, superb for um, land snail, they lay five to ten eggs a year. The eggs are 12 millimetres long, so that's over a centimetre long, and they all have hard shells. And genuinely, when you see them, they look like tiny wee birds' eggs. Gosh, that is it's so cool. It's quite amazing. So cool, yeah. yeah. And we know that these snails can live for over 20 years. And um, back to the possums that we were talking about earlier, they do get predated on by um, things like thrushes, as you might imagine, who leave all kinds of snail shells all over outside my bedroom door. Um, but also wicker, rats, pigs, and obviously possums. So when um, I know because I've seen a photo from many years ago with Kath with a just like sitting in a pile of these snail shells that have all got possum bites out uh. of them, where the poor old possums are getting them. So you know, 
some of that pest control has much wider reaching benefits for all kinds of species we probably aren't even thinking about. Um, you haven't mentioned the H word yet. People are pretty interested in this. The hermaphrodites. Ah, they are hermaphrodites. I haven't mentioned two very important things. So yes, they are hermaphrodites, uh, like many of our um, snails and um, slugs, and that's just, I just think that's efficient. They've got both bits, <laughs> and so depending on who they run into, uh, they can um, use whichever bits <laughs> make the most yeah. sense at the time. But actually, of, of all their organs, it's not their sexual organs we're interested in, it's this ra- radula. They're radula. Radula. Their is um, essentially that a, a series of many, many, many teeth. In this instance, six thousand teeth. Um, and and if you think about it, like a, a quite a coarse file that you might use, you know, in woodwork class or something like that. But it's a it's like a tongue with teeth all over it, and they shred their meal. And if you want some um, horrific but fascinating viewing. Uh, there is a really great BBC video from um, a series uh, some years ago. I think Sam Neill um, actually was the narrator on it, which shows the Poilifanta sucking worms out of the soil like spaghetti because I talked about them being carnivores. I didn't say what they were eating. So they cruise around at night, you know, on sliding along on the mucus that they can kind of um, produce. And so it's they kind of cruising around stealthily in the bush and then they're sucking worms out of the soil and you know we think of snails as being very slow but that they're actually these incredible predators in terms of how quickly they can yank those worms out um and it is just absolutely fascinating to watch so highly recommend if you're looking for something to scroll in your spare time go have a look at <laughs> <for elephants. laughs> how would you rate their attractiveness on a scale of one to ten well, I think Kath's uh, knocked it out of the park here with her beautiful mm. photo. Uh, so I'm going to start the year off on a high point and say um, I'm going to give them an eight. Look yeah. at that. Look at that picture. They are stunning. Nicola Tookie, have a great weekend. Thank you for introducing us to another beautiful New Zealand creature. Thanks for having me. And everyone have a great weekend. Time now for the panel.